She was this gun-toting, whiskey-drinking broad. The super epic fucking broad. She was a pioneer in the industry. She's also so famous and so controversial. So controversial. So she's kind of a big fucking deal. Her story is so incredible. She belongs on this podcast because she's a broad you should know. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I'm your host, Sarah Gorski, and I am here today to kick off another series. Some of you might remember last fall, we did a series, Women They Called Crazy, which was all about women throughout history who had been known as or considered to be, quote, crazy by the history books. Since then, a whole turn of the seasons has passed, and now we are entering into my favorite season of all, which is... If you listen to the pod a lot, I'm sure it's obvious. Spooky season. And I have had a great series brewing for a long time, and this is the right moment to kick it off. So thus begins our series on Women They Called Witches. I have actually been wanting to do this series for such a long time. It's been a topic of much interest to me since pretty much forever. And then two years ago, when Caitlin Parrish came onto the pod, she brought us the story of Half-Hanged Mary, the woman who was put on trial twice for witchcraft, was hanged, but did not die. It was truly one of the more unbelievable stories we've ever had on this podcast. Great episode. If you never heard that one, you should definitely check it out. And then... Last October, I was out in Boston visiting my brother, Sean, and I mildly coerced him to take us up to Salem because Salem in October seemed like an experience not to be missed. And let me tell you, it did not disappoint. I wasn't so much into the massive October Disney-fied witch MO that the town has going on. If you're one of those people who's like obsessed with Hocus Pocus style costumes and dresses, then you would love it. It's not that's not my particular jam. Um, but Sean and I walked around all of the historical sites, including the Witch Trials Memorial, the cemetery, and then we spent a huge amount of time wandering around the Peabody Essex Museum, which Much to my delight, I learned quite a bit that I didn't know about the Salem Witch Trials. And that kind of locked it in for me that that covering women that they called witches was a must-do for this podcast. Before we go any further, I want to talk a little bit about, quote, witch trials in history. A content warning for anybody who does not want to hear about the results of witch trials, and what that meant for people's life and death. If you want to skip that information, I recommend just jumping ahead 40 seconds or so. While Salem is likely the most recognizable name for you listeners, or at least for Americans, would it shock you to know that there are instances of witch trials throughout recorded history and across the world? And you might also be doubly surprised to learn that Salem was not even close to being the most egregious one that happened. The Salem witch trials involved only about 200 people who were accused of witchcraft. 30 of those people were convicted and 19 of them were hanged. And one died in prison while she was waiting for her conviction. 
By contrast, in Vardo, Norway, 91 people were burned as witches between 1600 and 1692. In Spain, more than 700 people were tried for witchcraft over a period of two centuries in Catalonia and Andorra, regions of Spain. And primarily, those deaths were attributed to the Inquisition of the time period. Then in Würzburg, Germany, from 1625 to 1631, 157 people in the city of Würzburg were executed, including, I have to tell you, children. 219 people are estimated to have been executed in that city proper, and then another 900 were executed or died in custody during the trial. Then, of course, there's Scotland, who gets the morbid honor of having the highest death count of all recorded witch trials. The Witchcraft Act of 1563 remained in force until 1736, and in that span of time, an estimated 3,837 people, about 84% of them women, were accused of witchcraft, which was a capital crime. Around 2,600 people are thought to have been executed by being strangled and then burned at the stake, so there would be no body for burial. One European historian notes that, quote, the witch hunts were full-blown femicide. They were probably the most important institutionalized femicide in the history of mankind. Some historians put the number as high as 60,000 women across Europe. You know, I didn't know those numbers when I started my little research for this episode. Per the usual, I knew very little going into the episode, and what I did know amounted to almost nothing. Um, so here I am, reading these facts. 60,000 women across Europe, and it just takes my breath away. I have to take a second here. A few minutes ago, I actually omitted one of the reasons that my interest in these witchy women has spiked in recent years. Uh, and that omitted reason is the gross misuse and appropriation of the term witch hunt, specifically by parties that are experiencing the consequences of their own actions and decision making for the first time. That shit makes me so angry. Uh, of course... The word is uttered frequently by Trump, but even before that, I heard the term so much during the Me Too and Black Lives Matter movements, and every time I heard it, it sends me to instant anger. I, I just want to, like, scream at that person. Oh, yeah? Dude, it feels like a witch hunt to you right now? You feel like you're being accused of a fake crime, tortured until you make up some confession that you kiss the devil just to stop the torture, only to be burned at the stake or beheaded? Is that what's happening to you when your rape victims bring you to court? Hmm. Okay, I, I'll end my rant there, but I just do want to make a request from all of my listeners here. If you hear someone use that term, quote, witch hunt, incorrectly, you can just Next time, chime in with that little fact. Approximately 60,000 women 
were murdered across Europe during the witch trials. Hey dude, can you please use a different word to describe your big feelings right now? Back to the series though. The main question we're going to be exploring in Women They Called Witches is why are women throughout history and today still called witches? And, you know, per the usual, I'm, you know, here ready to tell you my thoughts on it going into the series. Uh, I expect that my theories will shift and grow as I continue to kind of research all of these broads in the series. But right now, what I think is that over and over in history, much like many of the women in the Women They Called Crazy series, individual women were called out as witches because they had grown to positions of power and influence that other people did not like. Other times women were accused of witchcraft for the benefit of the accusers, and that accuser would benefit directly from that person being taken out of the picture. That's a common theme on this podcast, patriarchal abuse against women for the benefit of men. Ugh, men, if you're listening, I feel like I hear you right now, and I didn't mean to neglect you in the mini witchcraft history. It's worth noting, listeners, not all of the people accused of witchcraft were women. There were also men who were accused and killed as a result. But the majority, they say about 70 to 80 percent of the people who were killed due to witchcraft accusations were women. But it should be said that the men who were killed were killed for the same reasons, to benefit the white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. So for the next few months, we are going to dig into the stories of the women they called witches. There are a number of really interesting cases throughout history and throughout the world. It wasn't just Europe and North America. And it wasn't just the emergence of the Catholic Church and the Inquisition throughout Europe in the Middle Ages. It goes way beyond that. We are going to try to get a 360-degree view of how the fuck those broads got accused, what was happening in their household, in their little village, in their friggin' society that led to the witchcraft accusations, what went on in their trials and sentencing, and what impact their story had on that moment in time. I... I'm not even going to give you a list right now of the broads that I plan to cover. I really want you to keep coming back and hungry for more week to week of this series. I will say, though, that first on the list for next week is the Salem Witch Trials. What really went on at the Salem Witch Trials and why? And the only thing I'm going to tell you about it right now is that Arthur Miller's The Crucible doesn't even scratch the surface. To learn more about all of the broads we have covered on this podcast so far, head on over to broadsyoushouldknow.com. While you're there, you can click on over to the about page to read more about me. My bio, picture, links to all my cool stuff is all right there. Are you following Broads You Should Know on social yet? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Broads You Should Know and Twitter at BYSK Podcast. To suggest a broad, fill out the form on our website or email us at broadsyoushouldknow at gmail.com. We do check it. Your broads do make the list. Are you a fan of the podcast? If so, you've got to help spread the word about us. Share an episode with your friends and family or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That actually really does help new listeners to find us. 
Broads You Should Know is produced by me, Sarah Gorski, and edited by Chloe Skye, with original music by Darren Callahan. Finally, if this episode has you very excited about our exploration into witches, then I highly recommend you check out that episode I mentioned, Caitlin Parrish giving us the story of Half-Hanged Mary. See you next week for some witchy broads you should know. <laughs>